Welcome back. I'm Neil. Hello, and I'm Libby. And with us today is Mike Raymond, who is an absolute world authority on whiskey. It is St. Patrick's Day. That is correct. Mike has Reserve 101, which is a legendary bar in Houston, whiskey bar, that has even a celebrity clientele. Downtown, which we should mention, is in walking distance to the Toyota Center. Right. Because I feel like we're always stumped when we have like tickets to something. Yep. We're like, where the hell are we going to go and park? And be- well, now that Uber's happening, I sound like I'm ancient. You never know um, who you might run into down there, like Kobe Bryant or Charles Barkley or Shakira. Shakira! Has Lady Gaga ever been in? Wait, she went next door. Or when it was over there? She went to our neighbor's dirt bar when it was on the original location at on Yale. Yale. But she, we have not been lucky enough to have her. Uh, at our I think she laid low a little bit this time around. She she had a house somewhere around, yeah, there, didn't she? Like Tangle Wild or something. Yeah, on Memorial. Memorial. Yep. 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 On we didn't Woodway, do sorry. any stalking. <laughs> yeah, but it's the coolest place with the best whiskey in the world that money can buy. And it's a very cozy. I mean, it's a bar. It's, sexy. it's like I swear, like we say it all the time. If someone else builds some stainless steel monstrosity, Boy. you know, it's just like it's a bar. Like you feel like. You know what I mean? You talk to your bartenders, you have bar stools, you have bar tables. I well, love it. you know, they say it's not your daddy's whiskey bar. There you go. That's what I'm saying. So we have been listening to Mike educate us, and he's done a beautiful job. So continue on, sir. Now we and have then we're going to have a drink. Glass. He's going to teach us how to appreciate whiskey. So I always tell people that uh, when we do private tastings or tastings, that it's kind of like a timeshare. You kind of give a little history and you have to go through cool all the talking. And then the prize at the end is that you get to drink whiskey. Nice. So, <laughs> you know, we, we've already gone through the, the talking. So sure. we'll do a little bit about how to the nose and taste whiskey, especially if it's a new whiskey. Okay. Uh, this is what I go through for any new spirit that uh, gets introduced to me. So whether it's a salesperson coming in wanting me to buy the product or whatever, um, I, I go through this process. Uh, it's a combination of two people that I've uh, studied with and learned from. One is Richard Patterson, who is right now celebrating his 50th year in whiskey, and he's the only third-generation master blender in, wow. in scotch. So that's kind wow. of amazing. Yes. And then the other's uh, Fred No, And Fred No is seventh-generation Jim Beam, and he's the master distiller at Jim Beam. So two pretty cool guys. I'd that's say. pretty cool. So These what's should, Jim Beam? Is it a— It's a bourbon. Bourbon. Okay. It's a bourbon, and um, obviously it's a monstrous company. I'm getting and, all my dark waters. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so. <laughs> you know, you get a little bit of the American and bourbon way of doing things. You have a little bit from the scotch, which usually is kind of thought of as a little bit more uptight. Mm-hmm. But they're they're not. They're, they're, they're just, just like everyone else. Yeah. It seems a little lighter in color. Is that my imagination? It could be your imagination. Okay. <laughs> I like that. You know, it, it really just depends. <laughs> um, you know, obviously the Irish whiskey we have is kind of light in color. Uh-huh. Uh, but it has to do with the barrels. Okay. So th- this was aged for 12 years in ex-bourbon barrels. So we talked earlier that bourbon mm-hmm. can only use the barrel one time. That's right. Well, then they what they do is they turn around and resell it. So it goes to Mexico for tequila. It goes to the Caribbean for rum. It goes to uh, Irish. It goes to Canada. It goes to Scotland. And it also goes to Japan, where they're also making some pretty incredible whiskey. Really? Yeah. That's wow. like, um, what is it? Uh, Duckhorn the wine that like they have their 
Yep. The second barrel bottle is decoy. Yep. So it's like, is yep. that kind of the same theory? Similar. Uh, so wood is much like a sponge. Okay. So oh, interesting. You know, I never thought of it that way. So an American barrel, you know, American bourbon barrel is going to be 53 gallons. So you fill it up, put it in there. And in Kentucky, you're looking at roughly 5% uh, evaporation a year. Okay. So they call that the angel share. Uh, Texas sees about 13% because we're a lot hotter climate. Mm -hmm. Uh So uh, what happens is, is part of it does evaporate. Part of it gets soaked into the wood. So if you take that barrel and you dump it and you take the bourbon out and then you send it down to, you know, Mexico for tequila and you put your tequila in there and you age it for six, eight months and want to make a reposado or a year to be in Yeho or two years to be an extra in Yeho. What happens is, is that when it's warm, the spirit expands into the wood, mm-hmm. and when it's cool, it contracts. Well, it's going to pick up what was in that barrel previous. So if mm-hmm. you had bourbon in there, you're going to get a little bit of bourbon, bourbon flavor in into your tequila or your Irish or whatever. But if you're using, say, sherry, so if you had Oloroso sherry in there, mm-hmm. one, you're going to pick up the Oloroso sherry flavor, mm-hmm. but the color is going to be a lot darker. So mm-hmm. don't always go by the look on the bottle because that might not tell you anything. This is actually very light in color. Okay. That, but there's going to still be a lot of flavor, right? So you know, interesting uh, about things uh, absorbing. Mm-hmm. You know the flavor. The very first time I ever went to Tennessee, my hostess in Shelby County on a plantation <laughs> said, "Now, darling, <laughs> I want you to come in here to the kitchen, and I'm going to just show you something important." <laughs> she opens up the freezer and she said, "Those ice trays are water." <laughs> And these ice trays are bourbon. (laughs) Now, don't be shy. I want you to know that I even have bourbon ice cubes at breakfast. (laughs) So I get what you're saying. Were the bourbon ice cubes used for bourbon drinks? Definitely. Oh, stop. Mm -hmm. She was all bourbon all the time. What was her name? First, only. Never mind. Well, I'll tell you that her last name is Winfrey. And you know where (laughs) Oprah's from, her people. They're from Shelby County, Tennessee. Okay. That's another day. That is another show. I'm clear. I just wanted to thank the one person. Thank you, Mrs. Winfrey, um, and your bourbon ice cubes. The first time I ever really appreciated bourbon because we drank it for a straight week. All right. As you should. Yes. (laughs) I wish you guys could smell how good this this whiskey is. And from the Houston family that own Napog. Napogue. Napogue. Castle and that's K N A P P. I can't see that. O G E. O G E. I like G-U-E. it. G-U-E. Sorry, that's all right, sir. It's a long name, you know. You gotta. <laughs> we'll you know. post a pic on Insta. Yeah. Yes, we will. <laughs> okay. Shall we so, try it? Yeah. So, this is what I go through. Uh, the first thing you want to do is you want to smell it. You want your mouth to be slightly open so the vapors can go in your nose, out through your mouth. Okay. But you're gonna want to approach it about three times because the first time you're gonna say. Yeah, that's alcohol. You're going to get a little flavor. You're going to get a lot of alcohol. You go back to it again. You're going to start picking up a little bit more nuance. By the third time you go back, A, your body knows, hey, this is alcohol, and your normal reaction is no. But uh, what happens is is that your body gets used to it. It's been here before. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it smelled alcohol before. It's going to taste alcohol. Just like your first sip, your mouth's <laughs> going to water a little bit. It's going to savor a little bit. Um, that's why you kind of come back to it. Over and over. So, the big thing is think about what you're smelling. Think about what kind of thing you're picking up on. What kind of flavors? 
I kind of smell vanilla. You get some vanilla. Uh, I get a lot of yeah. pear. Oh, pear. That's what I'm. So that's what um, I'm smelling. You know, but you you you. In a lot of ways, it reminds me of uh, the little fruit cups when you were a kid. Yes. The, the whatever it was the dole. Is that what? It was? Yes. You're right. You know. So that, that would have been a much more fun fruit cup. Well, it may have been the <laughs> one that they gave you. That's what your parents uh, spiked it with to the, the no down. wonder. <laughs> um, okay, yum. So now when it comes to taking a sip, what you want to do, the general rule of thumb is that you want to keep it in your mouth for one second. Okay. For every year that is spent in a barrel. Okay, that's a little wow. insider trip tip. So what you want to do is take a small sip, okay. hold it in your mouth. Uh, this is 12-year-old, so 12 seconds. But 12 you want to seconds. work it around. Let it get mm. to the, your entire tongue. Okay. Let it get into your gums. And then after 12 seconds, you want to swallow, take a nice long, deep breath, and then slowly exhale. Kind of smack your gums a little bit. Uh-huh. The whole time, think about taste and flavor. Think about what you're picking up on. Okay. All right. We're well, ready? We'll see well, you in 12 the, seconds. There's the timer. Okay. There you All go. Right. Perfect. Ready, well, set. We got <laughs> All right. Let's go. Okay. Yum. That was 12. <laughs> so what are, you th- what are you getting? Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Amazing. <coughs> I definitely know. have a warm, <coughs> loving feeling. Excuse me. I-, I have a very warm, happy feeling. As you should. Now, obviously, there's a lot of vanilla. <clears throat> vanilla and, and a little bit of caramel are probably the big overriding flavors. And that's going to mm-hmm. come from the bourbon. And, you you know, again, you get a little oakiness. You get a little wood flavor. Definitely. Uh, but very desserty, almost like creme brulee. Yeah. It's. Right. I don't want to say syrupy, but it's kind of that, oh. like, It's just yummy. Yep. Yeah. All good things. And then Yum. Another little trick is that if this had been aged in, say, a sherry you know, barrel. Mm-hmm. Not only would the color be a little bit darker, what you would have noticed was a little bit more of a Novocaine kind of pins and needles in your uh-huh. gums. And then, Interesting. And then the mouthfeel would be a little bit more syrupy. So this was a little syrupy, uh, but sherry tends to really make it seem like it expands. Yeah. And it just has a more syrupy, much like a, um, like, you know, sherry yeah. itself. That is so, so interesting. Um, this is so good. So is this one of your top guys at the bar, like one of your top sellers, or do you guys introduce a lot of people to this? We introduce a lot of people to this whiskey. This whiskey, you know, I think is very approachable. Yeah. Uh, Even if you're not into whiskey. Right. It's approachable. It's not going to have, again, as we're talking, that harshness, that big alcohol burn. And would you like make a mint julep with this, or would you save that for something a little less... Well, this isn't super pricey. Either. Yeah, this is. Uh, I want to say we're selling this for under ten dollars a shot. So really? It's not, so you can make cocktails with it. Uh, I would say doing a riff on like a Manhattan. Uh huh. So you know, Manhattan's made with bourbon or rye. And what else is in a Manhattan? Remind sweet vermouth and a couple dashes of bitters. Okay, that's it. That's it. Simple, easy. Is it? Am I crazy? Is it um, kind of pink? A little bit. It, it has a cherry in it. Okay. Now, now again. 
if you think about what sweet vermouth looks like, it yes. kind of has that dark kind of cherry hue okay. to it. And then normally, if you're looking at an American spirit, it's kind of a deep brown. And okay. then you put a you know a cherry in there, it you know you, that red is going to makes it a little bit more exactly. What are your favorite whiskey cocktails? I'm a huge Manhattan drinker. Okay, uh, and is that served in a martini glass? It is. We use a, a coupe. So oh, cool. So it's a little bit prettier. I love a coupe. Yeah, I mean, again. It, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Uh, in my family, uh, my grandfather and father drink Manhattan's. They drink them on the rocks. Oh, cool. that's interesting. Well, Never heard that. It's again. Uh, I think in lo- in some ways, it's uh, it, it, you're kind of watering down your drink a little bit. Yeah. So you can go stay yeah. out for a little bit longer. <laughs> exactly. So I'm no, okay I gave with our that. uncle some of those. Um, I think they're for like scotch whiskey bourbon yeah, ice stones. cubes. Yeah, yeah, and so you freeze them and they become like ice cubes. And he was like, "Well, I kind of rely on the ice." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, for and, and that's a the whole thing is yeah. is that you actually want a little water, and you actually want your whiskey to be around room temperature. Yeah. Now, again, for me personally, if it's a whiskey, I you know, if it was this whiskey and it's what I was drinking tonight, I'd drink it on the rocks. Yeah. Now, in part. I think most Americans like their spirits to be a little bit cooler. Mm-hmm. And two, I want the ice to water it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's just for me. Uh, I'm, I'm out in a bar seven days a week. Right. <laughs> so You can't just be shooting back neat. Well, whiskey. I could. Well, but, you, you know. <laughs> it limits how many you can have. Exactly. And you never know what your night's going to turn into. Like, oh, I'm just going to have one. And next thing you know, you're out. Tell us some hours. of those tales. Oh, yeah. We what need are some, your we, best we, we, bar owner hospitality So one of that you can share. Yeah. So (laughs) so so one of my favorite stories, um, Charles Barkley. I've gotten to know through the years, and even before there was Reserve One Hundred One, because he would come into bars that I've worked at and restaurants. Yeah. And and we talk, and he's a very approachable man and very nice and easygoing guy. And so he would, you know, a lot of times stay across the street and go have dinner at a steakhouse around the corner that's not there anymore and then strip house yeah and then he would come over and have a couple of drinks with us and it was just kind of, of a normal thing which would be great and he knew the bartenders yeah. and everything else and no big deal just charles barkley yeah who's <laughs> not only about six eight and 300 pounds uh-huh. so right you can't really hide can't him, him anywhere yeah. nope and uh but he's also very uh, boisterous Mm-hmm. So you know when he's walked into the bar because you can hear him. Not just the, because he's six eight, yeah, three hundred. Yeah, pounds. size has nothing to do yeah. with it. He's just very uh, <laughs> outspoken and uh, a lot of fun. So he came in, and it was the night. It was on a Friday night, and he came in, and the UFC was having a pay per view at the Toyota Center the next night. Okay. And Charles was in town to kind of be at that and do whatever else. So he comes in. And uh, Jace Van Hooser, one of our bartenders, has been with us for over eight years now. So he's wow. been there for, for a hot awesome. minute. And so Charles walks in. He's talking smack and <laughs> everything else to Jace. And, and mind you, Jace was a pretty good high school basketball player uh-huh. and, and mm-hmm. had, a, had a scholarship to go play college at a big-time school. So He knew his yeah, stuff. I mean, Jace can play a little bit. It's yeah. not like he's, you know. <laughs> It wouldn't be like talking to me. No, or me. Where I'm like, what <laughs> inning is this? Yeah, exactly. So Charles is talking smack and everything else to Jace. And, and Jace basically said, well, if you're that big of a deal, you'd get Dana White, the president of the UFC, in here. What? And Charles pulls out his phone 30 minutes later. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. 
And, and it so took funny. 30 minutes because him and uh, Lorenzo Fertitta, who was the owner at the time, uh-huh. and, and I think cousin of Tillman, mm-hmm. uh, they were having dinner down the street at a restaurant. So they oh finished their meal, God, came over, so funny. and then hung out all night with us, all of us. And it was just uh, a lot of fun. And uh, so good times. So fun. Yeah. Good times. So there God, you go. That's so, a great story. Did no, he fit in there? Like, oh sure, Charles. Charles <laughs> oh has, sits in the sits in the chair. Anyone that comes up and you know asks for you know a photograph, autograph, he's happy to do it. Our, our our usual rule is let the person be unless the person's yeah. okay with it. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, don't point like, oh look at that. You know. Yeah. Right. Again, they're 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 human beings. They're they're people. They're, totally. They, they still want to go out and have a drink and be left alone and everything else but charles is all all, all bets are off who knows that's uh, so cool so somewhere there floating around there's a picture of he and i together with his hand like on my shoulder that comes down to like my waist <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous so uh, if you want to maybe run into charles barkley that's right or just run Have into our new whiskey. best friend and favorite mike. person mike raymond there you go mike you're gonna have to come back you do definitely anytime Man, and I might I, even bring more whiskey. Oh, you well, are definitely our new favorite person. It's exciting. Meanwhile, but, we're heading to Reserve 101. Yes, we are. 1201 Caroline Street, downtown Houston, where you will find a treasure trove of the world's best whiskeys. And if you want to drop $750 on a shot, <laughs> you're welcome to do that Mike's as got well. It. I'll be more than happy to accept that. I love it. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Happy, Happy St. Saint Saint Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Do you yes. have anything planned at the bar tonight or just standard uh, good old You know, so Friday just fun. standard Friday fun, but we do have uh, Steel Panther. If you don't know who Steel Panther is, you should definitely check them out. They are this 80s hairband tribute kind of thing out of L.A. They're at the House of Blues they tonight. They are? Yeah. It's, it's really a sight Steel to be seen. Steel Panther? Steel Panther. I can't I'm make this up. It's going to be a party at Reserve mm-hmm. 101. Yep. And guys, when you're there, if you're if you see a male model looking handsome Irishman Irishman walking around say that hey is, Mike say you have got to be Mike Raymond well we'll see you down there soon yes and thank you again what an honor and a pleasure and thrill so to fun. have you and thanks for bringing our Friday afternoon pick me up well it's my pleasure and thanks for having me I will never we'll look back. at whiskey again and I'll never ever drink it the same because now I know, you know how to right. drink it. Most important, and that's important. Well, guys, wherever whatever you're doing tonight on St. Patrick's Day, we hope you stay safe and stay really call happy. a driver. Yeah, and have a blast. Amen to that. And we'll Thank see. you, Mike. Yes, Thanks, guys. Thank we'll you, guys. Soon. We will see you next time. Thank you.